morning. Oh, <clears throat> morning breath. I guess I haven't spoken to anybody today. <laughs> so, hi, Megan Thompson, and I wanted to get on here today and talk to you in an impromptu way because I've been seeing a theme in this group and I wanted to say enough already. Um, so, here you have me real talk on my couch with my yoga clothes and my Christmas decorations still up. So, hashtag no judgment. But I wanted to talk about the the thing that I'm seeing a lot and that's going on in the group, you know, especially because we have a ton of new members coming in. Um, and it's this tendency to diagnose our kids based on what we see on the Internet. And so, you know, I'm sure your kid's pediatrician says the same old stuff to you um, about how WebMD can be a hypochondriac's nightmare and dream at the same time. But what I want to get to in this respect is this concept of feeling like there has to be an external source of what's causing all of these problems for my kid. And even if you're thinking internally, like um, a, a disease or a vitamin deficiency or a, a mental health diagnosis or um, some sort of biological component that still sends the message that you're seeking for an external cause for the really difficult and challenging behaviors that you're seeing in your home. And I'm here to tell you that that might not be the case. And there's other things that, that you ha can take full responsibility for and can address now that don't include changing your kid's diet, that don't include changing your kid's um, biological makeup by adding medications that um, that may or may not be needed to your to your child. And that's what I'm here to talk about. And, and we're going to be keeping it real this morning um, as a result, because I'm feeling pretty compelled to talk about this. And let me know if you're live. I know that it's kind of a random time. So say hi and hashtag replay if you're watching it later. Um, so what I want to do is really get down to the nitty gritty of what this means for you. The sense of needing to search for an external cause for your child's behavior and your child's meltdowns. Because what I notice for parents is that when you start to look inward and you start to take full radical responsibility for your own behavior and the way that you structure your home and the way that you interact with your kid, you can see radical results. But if you continue to search for, like I said before, the, the vitamin deficiencies and the, um, you know, I, I mean, somebody posted about lead poisoning. I mean, there's there's just a, a whole bunch of stuff that is just a lot less common than what's staring you out in front of your face. And that's you changing the way that you interact with your child, changing the way that you change um, the, the way that you teach your child, changing the way that you talk about feelings, changing the way that you structure the routine in your household so that your child is no longer overwhelmed. All of those things are within your direct control that you can change now. But what happens is, and this is, you know, typical human behavior. So I, you know, myself included, we do that. I do this too, but it doesn't mean that I allow it to continue is we get this sense of, you know, our gut tells us that there's something I need to do. This is your gut saying, I need to fix this problem. I need to take responsibility. I need to address it. My kid is suffering and I need to do it. And my dog is like sensing the passion. I think he's a highly sensitive dog. He always goes upstairs whenever I feel passionate. <laughs> If you saw that in the background. Um, I need to I need to deal with this now. This is something that I need to take control of. And when that happens, your brain says, "Well, wait a minute. No, I don't. 
that means that there's something wrong with me. That means that there's something that I'm doing wrong. I don't want to hear that. Maybe it's got to be something else. And so let me go down that rabbit hole of the internet and try and find something else that could be causing this problem. When in reality, your gut is still saying there's something that I can be doing differently. There's something that I can take full control of. There's something that I can do um, to speak to my child differently. There's something that I can do to change the household routine so that I can see faster results. And when your gut is telling you that, and your head is saying, no way, like there's some other options that we could consider before I make internal change. That's where we get this stagnant stop, okay? Where you feel like you are running up against a brick wall and you're just pushing and can't get any further because you can go down 600 different rabbit holes. It's a vitamin deficiency. It's a, you know, um, oppositional defiant disorder diagnosis. It's ADHD. It's um, Maybe my kid isn't getting enough sleep. Maybe my kid just needs a different teacher. I mean, there's a million different responses. But if you focus on the way that you can change, the way that you respond to your child and take full responsibility of the way that you run your household, the way that you teach emotions, the way that you communicate and validate your child, then you will see change in your household. I can't speak more fervently about this than the way that I'm doing now. And the reason behind that is because I see it all the time. I speak to parents every day who are skeptical about what I teach. Are you sure this is going to work for me? It sounds like a magic pill, when in reality, it's a heck of a lot of hard work. It is not a magic pill, but it is absolutely a hell of a lot simpler than trying to set up 700 different doctors and going to therapy for two years to see very little results. And so when we talk about this, even my clients who are, who are skeptical, ask me those questions. Are you sure this is going to work? Are you sure that the way that we're going to talk to my kid is really, you know, they're really going to feel this. They're really going to actually understand it. They're not going to look at me like I have six, six heads. And when the parents take this, this guidance, when the parents that I work with who actually do the work, they see rapid results. They come back to me and they say, you know what? I was skeptical, but it actually worked. I have worked with parents who have had a, you know, kids who have a selective mutism diagnosis for three years anxiety, clinginess, you know, going to therapy for three years, you know how many days it took to get the kid to go find um, uh, taking a quiet time to, to, to decrease the stress and, and use strategies to decrease stress? Three days. I'm not blowing smoke up your skirt, guys. Like, this is a thing. You need to take radical responsibility for the way that you run your household, for the way that you communicate to your children, and for the way that you teach your child, your highly sensitive child, to communicate their emotions effectively in a safe and quiet and calm way so that you can have that peace in your home. I don't talk about this stuff because it doesn't work. I wouldn't waste my time. But what I'm doing here in this moment, and why you can see how fired up I am, that's the redhead in me, is because there are significant changes that you can make immediately that lead to those results. And so when we think about the families that I've worked with who have, have worked with professionals who just say like, oh, you just need to put a sticker chart up. Oh, you just need to have, um, you know, have a, a feelings poster in your house and, and talk about emotions and, and, and talk about what you need to do differently. That stuff is not working because it's not comprehensive. You know, of course, some of these strategies will work if there's a bigger plan. And you see some tiny little bits and pieces of success. But if you're not seeing systematic change in your work with your child, with whomever you're working with, then you're not working with somebody who knows what they're doing with highly sensitive kids. And, and we need to talk about the fact that this, this result can happen a heck of a lot faster than 
two years. I mean, two years is a is an abomination for how long that that some professionals say that that the kids need to you know grow out of it. Um, I just think it's BS, and I don't want to swear because my I think my kid's awake. So, um, but like, and it's early, and you guys are probably listening to this while your kids are awake too. But I mean, it's BS that 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 you have to hear from other parents, from your mom groups, from your pediatrician, from your um, from your kids therapist, from your kids school counselor, from your kids teachers, that they'll grow out of it. It's not happening. If your kid is hitting, kicking, biting, throwing furniture, melting down, stonewalling you, stuck in their feelings, melt, um, running away to the room because you can't give any consequence because they can't hear anything that they're wrong. Perfectionism to the point where they are struggling to um, accept any feedback, even if it's neutral. If any of the strategies that you've already attempted have not worked nearly immediately, then what you're trying is not effective and you need to reach out for support. Because what we talk about, the, the significant changes that I've seen my clients address, I just don't think that it makes any sense for you guys to keep floundering. It's baffling to me. So again, like I talked about before, stop trying to overdiagnose your kid. Stop trying to look for the external um, cause for your child's behavior. Start looking inside yourself and start recognizing that if you take radical responsibility for the, the way that you're running your household, for the way that you're teaching your child about emotions, for the way that you're setting up routines, you can see radical results. I'm talking about kids who have, who have been to therapy for years and who have never seen success. I'm talking about children who have been clingy to their parents with a separation anxiety diagnosis. Highly sensitive kids, right? That's the whole umbrella. If you identify your child as highly sensitive and they've been diagnosed with some of these behavioral um, or anxiety-based mental health diagnoses, the professionals are just treating that. They're not helping you learn how to parent your child differently. And the research shows that parents who change the environment actually change their kids' behavior. It's this concept of called differential susceptibility and vantage sensitivity. Your child has the ability to change how they experience the world and perceive themselves if you change your environment. And this is groundbreaking stuff, and it's also been around for several years. So while the, the research keeps coming out, it keeps being keeps repeating itself. It originally came out in um, 2012, and then again in 2017. But I mean, the other research has been has, that's been teaching this stuff has been out since the 90s. It's not new stuff. It's just not stuff that a lot of people don't know about because highly sensitive people are 20% of the population. So in school, they don't teach about it. And so it's just a thing that you need to, to wrap your head around that if your gut is saying you need to do something differently, first look inward. Don't listen to your brain that says it's got to be something else because that's just your, in, your, your internal sense of feeling uncomfortable for taking responsibility for your actions. And when we take radical responsibility, we see radical results. I'm talking about thinking and recognizing kids who are like flipping furniture and as little as eight weeks, stop doing that. Hitting siblings, as little as eight weeks, stop doing that. Um, having self-deprecating thoughts and hitting themselves in the head in as little as eight weeks, start looking people in the eyes and feeling confident and being assertive and communicating their emotions. Um, clinginess to the point where they can't calm down away from mom and within three days of explaining what needs to be done, changing the behavior. After three years of going to therapy with somebody who just didn't know what would help a highly sensitive child, um, a preteen with a selective mutism diagnosis who 
was refusing to do anything in all things, um, going on their own to a restaurant by themselves, taking a walk and, um, and ordering food. I mean, remarkable stuff, remarkable stuff. And this is, this is what I'm talking about. You, when you take full responsibility, you can see those remarkable results too. So keep talking about how you can take responsibility for what you need to do. Post in the group about what you're doing to change the way that you talk to your child. And if you need support with that, reach out for that. That's why I'm here. That's why I have my calendar open because the goal is for you to see what it takes to change and for you to, to address the fact that it's, that it's you that needs to do that first so that your child can then feel less like they're broken, less like they understand what's, um, like that they don't understand how to fix themselves and less like they are the pariah in the family and more so that your, your feelings are, you know, less dread in the morning. You feel less anxious overall. You feel more capable of being able to teach your child and that somebody else isn't the one who has to teach your kid those skills for for better or worse. And that you can have the household that you wanted to, to experience long term. I mean, think about how many years of support that you can provide and solidify that foundation of support for your child if you take action at this point. So that's it. I need to go um, get my kid. It looks like she's reading stories for herself in her room. So I'm going to go do that this morning. I hope you have a wonderful Friday and I'll um, put the link to communicate with me directly below in the comments. But that's about that's about all I have for you today. Take radical responsibility. Think about that over the weekend and make some changes that you can do. No goals for 2019. No BS like I'm going to wake up early and, and, and work out and that only lasts for 30 days. I'm talking about real change. Um, and here I am speaking about that in my yoga clothes because I am going to yoga today. <laughs> but, um, you know, you get what I'm talking about. So that's it. Thank you.